We're studying on our redemption from the curse. Praise God. Well, um, Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Notice that it says Christ has redeemed us. This is something he already did for us. And he redeemed us or rescued us or delivered us and purchased our freedom, as the Amplified Bible says, from the curse of the law. Why? Well, that the blessing of Abraham, verse 14, might come on the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We said that this curse came in because of Adam's disobedience. And we said that the curse is the result of disobedience. It was the result of Adam's disobedience. And we've been very clear. We've really studied this. you got to go back and listen to these other uh, teachings because we uh, spent quite a bit of time studying this. And, uh, and you need to study it. Now, um, <clears throat> let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. That's where we left off in our last study. Deuteronomy chapter 28, we said, here in Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 14, you'll find the blessing. It shall come to pass if you diligently obey. That's verse 1. If you obey and uh, the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments... Then verse 2 says, all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you, because you obey. That's verse 2. So you see, obedience has to do with the blessing. And this is what God told Adam. Obey, and you'll be blessed. Disobey, and death in all realms will come in, and... You'll be the recipient and all the earth of the curse. Well, we know the story. He disobeyed, opened the door to the curse, who, <laughs> who I might say is the devil. And uh, death is, uh, you know, the Romans chapter 5 says that death came in by sin of the first man, Adam. And God called this death, he called it the curse that came in because of, of Adam's disobedience. Now, we've studied this, so I'm not going to go back and say a whole lot more about that. You need to really spend some time looking at this, because it'll clear up a lot of things for you. I remember I heard one minister of the gospel years ago. He said, if you get Genesis, and you get the cross, or Calvary, or what Jesus did for us, and the book of Revelations, if you get that straight, it'll straighten out your theology. Well, it's true. If you'll get what happened at the beginning, and you'll get what Jesus redeemed us from, and then you get what the book of Revelation says, that after death and hell and the devil are finally re removed from human contact, it says that there'll be no more pain, no more, no, uh, no, no more sorrow, there'll be no more death, and it says there'll be no more curse. See, those things came in because of Adam's disobedience that allowed entrance into this planet 
of the devil allowed Satan to come into the envelope of this planet and affect the whole planet with his corruption, his death. Now you can find that scripture in uh, uh, Romans chapter 8 verses 21 and 22 and also Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14 that says uh, that he had the power of death. Now, so we said that um, Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14 is a catalog of the blessing and beginning in verse 15 is a catalog of the curse. And we keep repeating some of these things and we add a little bit more to it as we go along because some of this is new territory for some people. They, they, they haven't understood this. That the curse is the direct result of disobedience or breaking God's command just like it was with Adam. Adam broke the commandment of God and the curse was released. Well, here in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15, it says, It shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today. Which I command you today is exactly what God said to Adam. I command you, don't eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because in the day that you do, you're going to receive death in all realms. Literally in Hebrew, it says, in dying you will die. And then later, after Adam committed treason and disobeyed God's command, God said, because you didn't do which I, that which I commanded you. Now, the entire earth, the entire inhabited world is under this curse because of what you've done. Well, this is the same thing that God's saying here. He said, it'll come to pass if you don't obey. And then go down at the end. It says, if you don't obey, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. And then you have the list of the curses. So we see here that disobedience is the direct cause of the curse. Amen. Now we're going to see more verses. Go down to verse 20. The latter half of verse 20 says, Why will these curses come? The latter half of verse 20 says, Because of the wickedness of your doings, in which you have forsaken me. Well, that's why the curse comes. Let me give you another scripture. Verse 45 and 46 says, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and pursue you and overtake you to you destroyed. Why? Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments. Now, I'm, I'm proving to you that they are the direct result of disobedience. Why were these things going to come? Verse 47 says, Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. Do you see that? For the abundance of everything, verse 47, Therefore you shall serve your enemies. It's the direct result of disobedience. Go down to verse 58. If you do not carefully observe all the words of this law, which are written in this book, that you may fear uh, uh, the glorious and awesome name of the Lord your God, then all these curses would come on you. Amen. And then verse 62, it says, uh, You shall be left few in number, whereas 
you were as the stars of heaven in multitude, because, here's the cause, you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, that's exactly what happened to Adam. That's it. We need to get that. We need to understand that. And we gave you the fact that from the Jewish translation, even though here in our most of our English translations it says that the Lord will send these curses upon you, the Jewish translation says the Lord will let loose these curses against you. And it also says uh, in verse 48 in the Jewish translation, the enemies whom the Lord will let loose upon you. And I read to you God's word translation from verse 20 that says, The Lord will let your enemies defeat you. Now, this is important. We'll come back to this after a while. We also saw in Deuteronomy chapter 38, uh, excuse me, uh, chapter 30, verses 1, 15, 1, verses 1, verse 15, and verse 19 and 20. We saw that the blessing is life and good. And we saw that the curse is death and evil. There exists no confusion here. There exists no confusion between the blessing and the curse. The division line between them is clearly drawn. Now you got to draw that line in your own thinking and in your own spirit. You got to understand Romans chapter 8 verse 2. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is on one side of the spectrum. And then it says, has delivered us from the law of sin and death. And that's on the other side of the spectrum. These two never meet. Sin and death never meet with blessing and life. Jesus said, the thief comes only but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And he said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Again, the division line is clearly drawn. Satan is the author of the curse, and we've seen it over and over again in the scripture. Because he has to be, because death in all realms came in through the devil, and because of what Adam did, his disobedience. And we saw in the scripture in Hebrews 2.14 that it says that the devil had the authority of death. So, a curse is never a blessing, and neither is a blessing ever a curse. One thing can never be confused for the other, nor should they ever be. And we need to get that straight in our thinking. Now, this is the first conclusion that we have to come to after all this studying that we've done. But we're going to study it even further. The second conclusion that you can learn is that the curse is the result of sowing evil and reaping evil. Galatians chapter 6 verses 7 through 10 says this, that whatever, no, now don't be deceived, he said, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man shall sow, that shall he also reap. Now that'll work on the good side, but it'll work also on the bad side. It'll work on the side of the curse. Amen. Now I studied this and taught this pretty extensively in a recent mini book that we finished called 
Are your words important? And you can get it for free online uh, and study it uh, for yourself. You can find it in our articles page. And you can also find it on our home page. And there's a few other places you can get it. Are your words important? Because it'll, it'll talk to you in depth about this fact that if you sow evil, you're going to reap the curse. And thank God we don't have to do that. We can sow good and reap good. Amen. So that is another uh, way that the curse, uh, another way we can understand the curse. The third, in other words, that's the second conclusion. The first conclusion is that the curse is the direct result of disobedience. The second conclusion is that the curse is the result of sowing evil and reaping evil. The third conclusion, and, and this is a, a very, you're going to have to really pay attention. It's one that's, that, uh, but, but it's clearly taught in the Bible. But it's one that many people don't know nothing about. And that is the fact that the curse is the result, listen to me, of divine judgment. Listen to what I'm saying. Because of disobedience and rebellion to God's word, and that gives or grants access to the destroyer. Now, what do we mean by that? I'm going to say it again. Say it slowly. The curse is the result of divine judgment. Because of disobedience and rebellion to God's word. And that gives or grants access to the destroyer. Do we have any scriptures that reveal that? Oh, we got a bunch of scriptures. But let me give you one from the New Testament. So you don't think that we're just pulling this out of the air. In, in Matthew chapter 18, you have the parable of the unforgiving servant. And after the unforgiving servant wouldn't forgive his fellow servant. He should have had compassion on him, but he didn't. So the master, in verse 34, was angry. Now watch this. And delivered him to the torturers. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Until he should pay all that was due to him. Verse 35. So, my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. He's talking about being delivered into the hands of the torturers. Why? A judgment was passed. Now get a hold of this. And it granted access to the torturers. What was the judgment? Well, the fellow servant wouldn't Show compassion or mercy in this case, right? So, uh, after he had been forgiven such a huge debt, and he begged his master to forgive him, and his master forgave him, and in verse 33 he said, Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And the master was angry, and he delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So again, the curse is the result of divine judgment because of disobedience and rebellion to God's word that gives or grants access to the destroyer. And this is New Testament. Now there's a lot of scriptures that we could get into and study about this. And uh, 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 Exodus is another scripture that we could look at. 
this is an important scripture because we said that from the book of Revelations that the devil is called the destroyer. Did we not? The angel of the bottomless pit, the devil, <laughs> is called Abaddon or Apollyon in Greek and Abaddon in Hebrew. And both words mean destroyer. Well, do you remember in Exodus chapter 12? Let's go to Exodus chapter 12. This is the story of when the uh, children of Israel were gonna, uh, going to come out of the land of Egypt. And God gave them specific instructions. And uh, verse, oh, I guess verse 1. Uh, no, excuse me, verse 12. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 12. I will pass. Now notice what God is saying. Now this is important. I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now look at verse 13. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Now you read this and notice that he said, I will pass judgment. I'll execute judgment. But when I see the blood, I'll pass, and the plague will not destroy you. Now, from these two scriptures, it says in verse 12, I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn. But was it actually God doing the striking? Was it God destroying the firstborn? Well, we get our answer in verse 23. The Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. Now watch. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, watch. The Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into the houses to strike you. Now see why you have to interpret scripture in the light of other scripture? Even though the first scripture uh, was written that the Lord will strike you, this other scripture in the same chapter reveals to us that the, door, that the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your house to strike you. So who is actually destroying the firstborn? The destroyer, the devil. Why did he have access to the firstborn? Because God gave a command. He said, put the blood on the doorpost. All of, the firstborn are going to die. All of those that stay where the blood is, the firstborn will live. Those that do not, the destroyer will come and destroy them. Why was the destroyer allowed to come and strike the firstborn of those that were not under the blood. Why? Because a judgment was passed, and disobedience to God's command opened the door to the curse, opened the door, and granted access to the destroyer. Now, this is what happens when 
And, the, and somebody said, well, see, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. God allows the devil uh, uh, to destroy you. No, you misunderstood. No, you didn't get it. How come the devil had access? Because of disobedience. Insisted upon. Rebellion to God's word. And that granted access to the destroyer. Because God's word is his judgment. It's his righteous judgment. It can't be violated. And if you violate it, it grants access to death and the curse. Just like it did in Genesis chapter 2 and 3. I'm telling you, this is what the, the scripture is teaching us. Now, you have to understand some things here. This is exactly what happened to Job. Job got over into fear and self-righteousness and pride. And I could teach you this from the word uh, in the book of Job. And you'll see that because of that, Satan came to God and said, you've protected him. And God said, well, what he's got is in your power. How did he get how was Job turned over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh? It came through fear, self-righteousness, and pride. And I mean, you can find this in, in Job chapter 3, verse 25. You can study it out in Job chapter 33 and 34. Uh, and you'll see that this is what granted access to the devil. And we know in Job chapter 2 and verse 7, Read it in your own Bible. It says that Job went out from, excuse me, the devil, Satan went out from the presence of God and afflicted Job with sickness and disease. Well, Satan is the legal God of this world and there are legalities involved. He became the God of this world when Adam committed high treason. God is righteous and just, and his justice can never be perverted. He is the righteous judge, and he must allow evil when people rebel, sin, or persist in disobedience, or he would be unjust to his own word. What word? Well, starting from Genesis chapter 2, he said, if you don't obey my command and dying, you're going to die. God told them that if they violated his command, then they would get death in all realms. The wages of sin is death, and sin is disobedience and rebellion. God allows many things to happen on this planet that are never his will, never were his will, never will be his will. Not everything that happens is the will of God. When people rebel, his righteous judgment has already been pronounced against all unrighteousness and ungodliness, and he must allow the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy, even though he does not want that. Don't you remember the scripture in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 2 and verse 4? And also 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, that he's not willing that any should perish. He's not wanting people to perish. He doesn't want people to be destroyed. And this is very important. But believers grant access to, the, and unbelievers grant access to the destroyer when they disobey God's word. Now you remember 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 5. It says that the believers, the church of Corinth, turned over this man that was in sin and disobedience. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 5. Now in line with this, read it. 1 Corinthians 5, 5. We'll come back to this 
uh, in our next study, but I want you to get this straight in your thinking. Amen. Not everything that happens is the will of God in the earth. Death and destruction was never the will of God. The curse was never the will of God. The devil infiltrating this planet was never the will of God. But there's legalities involved. If you disobey God and insist on it, then Satan has every right to come in and to kill, steal, and destroy. If you will walk in the word and you'll stay under the blood, hallelujah, and you'll run back to the blood every time. When you sin, you'll confess, you repent, you confess your sin, and you take a stand on the covenant and say, bless God, <laughs> the devil has no right to me, Christ has redeemed me from the curse. Thank God he doesn't have a right to touch you. Amen. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 5, what happened here? It says, deliver such a one to Satan, talking about this man that was in, in, in sin, for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Now, we'll get into more of this uh, because uh, there's a whole lot more that we need to say about this so that you understand what we're talking about. But the bottom line to all of this is Christ has redeemed us from the curse so that we could inherit the blessing and walk in it by faith. Amen.